Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, happy Friday afternoon to everybody. This is Bob Getty broadcasting from the Southern Bancorp Studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke is out. Kelly is already, I think, beginning his uh, Super Bowl preparations for his Cincinnati Bengals. So it's just me today. Here at the Southern Bank uh, Core Studio here in Hattiesburg. But we got a great show. Fix to bring Al Holder on a moment and talk about uh, the basketball game last night that we've got Melissa Socher scheduled for later in the show. And we're scheduled to talk to Dominique Davis at uh, some point of this hour, the leading scorer for the Lady Eagle basketball team. And hopefully we can uh, make that interview happen as well. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. And, of course, the Eagle Hour and a great place for you to take your family this weekend for a delicious meal. Food's always fresh. They can also cater any event. The food's always delicious. All right, quick uh, programming note. Just got word yesterday we'll be doing one week from today as the kickoff of a baseball season. And uh, we'll be doing a special two-hour Eagle Hour program from Pete Taylor Park next Friday afternoon, 1 to 3 o'clock, two hours of the Eagle Hour as we get ready to celebrate uh, the arrival of college baseball. But last night uh, was basketball night. Southern Miss men playing at UAB. Very good UAB team and a big second half from the Blazers, who are now 19-5, and proved to be too much for Southern Miss to overcome. The Golden Eagles uh, fell uh, to UAB last night. Uh, the Blazers are now 14-0 and at home and uh, had another big uh, double-digit win last night over Southern Miss. Al Holder follows the Southern Miss baseball or basketball team very closely. He's a big basketball fan, and uh, I know that he has some thoughts about the struggles of this basketball team. Al, Southern Miss last night, the, the game is tied at halftime, and this is one thing that's plagued the team all year long. Uh, they went in a six-minute scoring drought midway through the half. UAB hit 15 of its first 20 shots to start the final frame, and for all practical purposes, the game was over. Yeah, and it seems to go that way. But I got to tell you, uh, when you look at the at the team, you know, we start two juniors and three freshmen, and and uh, I, I just think they're getting better and better. The uh, when when the other team takes uh, our guards out, uh, uh, I mean our uh, big guys out across the front, uh, the guards don't seem to be able to. To, to, to make the, the shots they need to make to to, uh, to keep us in the game. And uh, I think that's kind of what's happened to us in the second half a lot. Uh, I thought uh, the team played hard last night. It, uh, but I just I still think uh, if, if he can keep this team together for next year, they're going to be a lot, lot better. Yeah. Uh, plus, I think he needs to go and recruit a couple of guards, particularly some that can score from the outside. Because you've got to pull the the other team's defense away from uh, our guys uh, down down low. 
Yeah, the team shot 47% from the floor in the first half, but then it fell to 20% in the second half. And do you think that's a result of them taking the bigs out of the game defensively yeah. and then the guards are unable to score from the perimeter? Yes, I think that's it. And uh, it's just that the, and they seem to crank. You know, the other teams, when you're on their floor, uh, they, they get a little upset when you're uh, – uh, when you're either leading or, or right, right at uh, the same score at the end of the half. And so uh, the, you get the, the crowd in it. Uh, you, they play a little harder. It's just, and it takes our, our guards out of it. Uh, we just, we need, uh, uh, we need a, a point guard that can get the ball down to the big guys uh, and, and get the assists that are needed. And we need a two guard that, and probably a three, another guard, that can uh, shoot from the outside because if you can kick the ball over to them and, and they're at the three point line, you can uh, you can draw that defense out in a hurry. The margin was twenty one points, eighty four sixty three. You know that uh, on social media, I, I don't I don't know how much it matters really, but the knives are out. Uh, you know, for the head coach, uh, we had Jay Ladner on the show earlier this week. He <laughs> did something I've never heard a coach say. He he invited anybody that doesn't like the way basketball is going to come to his office and. Uh, that he'd be willing to talk to him face to face, but it's been a terrible losing streak. You, you got to go back to that uh, tournament that was taking place in Montana when they won the first two games, and they've only won one game since then. Uh, your thoughts about uh, Jay Ladder, Al? Do you think uh, there's a big debate going on now? We've made clear on this show that we think Coach Ladner ought to be given an, at least another year. Your thoughts about that? I would agree with that. The you know Jay's one of us, and and uh, the, uh, unless you, unless you can bring a coach in that's going to transform the program, and I mean you're talking about people that make an awful lot of money out there. Unless you can do that, uh, I think we should stick with our guy because he cares. And, yeah. Uh, the, the 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 next guy is just he's going to be there trying to get from uh, here to there, and I I think Jay is uh, probably going to be with us for a while. Right. Yeah. Well, this this UAB team, I mean, you got to understand, they're very good. They're nineteen and five. They're undefeated at home. They've won every single home game in Bartow Arena by double digit points, twenty or more points. Uh, they're quite a they're quite a basketball team. Yeah, Kennedy and Kennedy's a, a proven coach, no yeah. question. And you know, he's a graduate of UAB. Yeah, and uh, he's he's uh, he's a Mississippi boy, but he went over there and he played over there. But he's he's a proven coach. I I was kind of surprised when uh, at school up in Oxford, but you know, I can't remember the name of that school. But uh, <laughs> when when they when they ran him off, I, I was kind of surprised because he's yeah. he's a heck of a coach. Yeah. All right. So what what do you do the rest of the year? I mean, what does the staff do uh, with this basketball team and the games left down the stretch? Well, I think you. Uh, we've, I think we've got a bunch of home games coming up here in a row, and uh, I, I think you just try and get better and better and better. Uh, a lot of people don't realize uh, the importance of attendance at Reed Green when we're at home, the, 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 or, or any home team around the country. But when you've got fans in the stands, they make a, a difference. I, I would bet you it's anywhere from a half a dozen to ten points mm-hmm. in a difference uh, because the. The energy that uh, they they provide uh, on the court, and uh, I've you know I've been following basketball a long time, and uh, I remember uh, when when we were winning and and the and we had 
several thousand people. It didn't take much. You know, five, five thousand. I don't understand why five thousand people around Hayesburg can't go see a basketball game. Just what? Never yeah. ever understood that. Division one college athletics right here in town, and uh, exactly. Yeah. All right. So it, up next is Western Kentucky. That'll be Monday night uh, at that'll be at Reed Green. But boy, Western Kentucky's a handful. Western Kentucky and UAB. Fair to say, the two best teams in the league. Probably, yeah. North Texas seems to be doing pretty well this year too. Yeah, but it remains a one-team league. You think that's a little unfair at times? Uh, it, yeah, I do. But uh, then these uh, people that you know for the these tournaments, especially the NCAA, they, they're going to load up with these uh, name teams from other conferences, and you, you get kudos for playing your own uh, in your own conference. That's that's just how it works. Right. All right, about a minute and a half left, Al. Uh, on a really upbeat note, we are one week away from the kickoff of college baseball season. And fair to say Scott Berry's reached a level where he doesn't have to rebuild his program. He reloads it. Uh, uh, I'm sure you agree with me. This is a, a really talented baseball team and could probably make a lot of noise again this year. Yes, and we, there's some unknowns. Uh, you know, we've got to replace uh, Trimble's 74 RBIs and our three best pitchers, but uh, from what I understand, uh, they've got some pretty good arms down there, and we'll just have to, you know, let, let, let you know, let a few series go here and see what's what. But I think uh, the kids are going to step up, and we got uh, a good nucleus for uh, uh, for a successful season. And a great way to end the season would be to win the Conference USA Championship one last time right here on the field, and then move on to the Sun Belt. Hey, I'm for I'm for that. Now that's not to say that's going to happen. That's that's not official by any stretch. Uh, and you know, I got to tell you real quickly, Al. That I don't know what you think about this, but the longer this goes on, that that announcement that people thought was going to be made, you know, that they were going to move after baseball season, the longer this goes on, the more you wonder if maybe they're going to, you know, stick to the original plan and play another year of conference USA sports. Your thoughts? I think uh, we'll probably know in the next two or three weeks. Yeah, it's got, we got to. You got to at some point because you got to. You got to make preparations for that. Well, I think the preparations have been made uh, in the background. Yeah, so I think it's ready to go. It's just whether they can get the money and the contracts and stuff all right. settled out. Did you remember the name of that school up north? I, I, it slips my mind too. I, I, I just, just can't bring it out on my lips. Yeah, huh? it's it, it's hard. I get a headache every time I think about it. <laughs> Al Holder, everybody. Thank you, Al. We appreciate it. I'll see you next weekend at the Pete. All right. Take care. We're going to talk about Lady Eagle basketball. They got beat last night by UAB, but, boy, they're having a good season. So we're going to turn our attention to the ladies next. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank my buddy Al Holder for joining me uh, in the first segment as he kind of gave his analysis of Southern Miss basketball. Maybe 
Maybe the men are just a guard away. Of course, they lost a guard early in the year, but a guard or two away, player or two away from getting this thing turned around, and uh, <clears throat> they'll be back back in action again. About six or seven games left, and and a number of home games coming up. So uh, that uh, should help somewhat uh, with the men's team. The women, meanwhile, are having a pretty good year in a battle for the top spot of the Western Division. The ladies uh, lost last night. Uh, they got a sluggish start, uh, scored a lot late in the game, but just couldn't overcome the early deficit. They lost 68-61 at Reed Green Coliseum uh, to UAB last night. That ended their four-game win streak. It now puts them one game behind UAB in the West, but they are in second place uh, with a good many games left to play. And, of course, the conference tournament. Slow, very slow, is how Coach Shirley McNellis described the team last night. I was disappointed in our effort and energy. I don't think we were very locked in. Players we've depended on all season to score didn't show up last night, and I thought that cost us. That's what Coach had to say. It was a night where the Lady Eagles struggled to get offensively uh, anything going. Kelsey Jones and uh, Brickayla Gray they were the bright spots. Jones finished the contest with 14 points. A gray joinder in double figures with 12 points and a team-high seven rebounds. Uh, DeShacia Allman dished out seven assists and now has six more assists in four of the last five games. Six or more assists, I should say. Offensively, though, the black and gold had their worst shooting night of the year. They scored. Uh, they shot just 35.5% from the field. They also had their largest rebound deficit. UAB out-rebounded the Lady Eagles by 14 in the contest. For the Blazers, Margaret Whitley led the way with 21 points. She was 13 of 15 from the free-throw line, including 8 of 10 in the fourth quarter, and that sealed the win. Transfer forward Maria Rodders finished with double digits also for the Lady Blazers. She scored 14 points and grabbed 13 rebounds. Uh, so after going 3-1 and one in a grueling stretch of four games in seven days, Southern Miss now returns to the road. They'll travel to the Lone Star State for matchups with UTSA and UTEP beginning next Thursday. Both games that uh, one would think that the Lady Eagles are very capable of winning. And again, they're only one game out of first place in the Western Division. They still have another game with UAB. I think that's probably the last game of the year at UAB. So the Lady Eagles still in a position to win the Western Division of Conference USA and then move forward to the tournament, and uh, this is a talented team uh, that does seem to have the ability uh, to uh, to do it and to make a lot of noise uh, both uh, the rest of the year and, of course, uh, in the postseason tournament. All right, a couple of programming notes. We're going to be, uh, as we mentioned earlier, at P. Taylor Park. We'll be there next Friday from 1 to 3 o'clock, uh, the opening of uh, – of baseball now the golden eagles are scrimmaging in baseball this afternoon i believe at four o'clock and they'll scrimmage throughout the weekend saturday and uh, sunday afternoon i believe it's free you're welcome to come to beautiful pete taylor park sit down and enjoy the baseball scrimmages Uh, it's fun to watch them play and they're very very talented uh north alabama in town uh, next weekend to take on the golden eagles so i've been asked is this you know is this a warm-up uh Three games for the Golden Eagles, or is this tough like uh, a couple of years ago when Mississippi State came? With that? Well, obviously, North Alabama is not Mississippi State. But, uh, you know, th- these are three games the Golden Eagles should win. Now, will they win them? Uh, <laughs> well, time will tell about that. We don't ever know until they play. But the first game is at 4 o'clock uh, on Friday afternoon. Here's what we're going to do now. Uh, we're going to talk to Melissa Socher here in just a few minutes. And at the end 
of the next segment. I'm going to give you a phone number to call. We're going to give away two tickets. I'll tell you what. We're going to give away three tickets. We're going to give you we're going to give you two tickets for the Friday game, two tickets for the Saturday game, and two tickets for the Sunday game uh, next weekend. So we're going to treat you to the entire opening weekend. We're going to give you a couple of gold of uh, Eagle Hour t-shirts to wear. And uh, we hope that uh, you'll be able to participate for that. Uh, we already had a winner yesterday, and he's already come by and picked up his stuff. And uh, he's headed to the games next weekend, and uh, we hope that uh, you will be too. All right, so outside of um, outside of uh, baseball, of course, it's a pretty big weekend if you're a football fan as uh, the Los Angeles Rams take on the Cincinnati Bengals in the uh, upcoming Super Bowl from Los Angeles, second year in a row that uh, a team has actually played on its home field uh, in the Super Bowl. Interesting dynamic is Kelly's not here today. Kelly's working down at the Pearl River Community College. But there's an interesting dynamic, I think, in this game in, in this respect. Cincinnati, win or lose, is a very young football team. They've got a lot of draft choices coming up. They've got a really good young quarterback. Uh, he's got an entire career in front of him. No one expected the Cincinnati Bengals to be in the Super Bowl. So they could go win the Super Bowl, and obviously it would be a magical year, but even if they were not to win the Super Bowl, it would be a great year for the Cincinnati Bengals, a historic year really in many ways. And this is a team probably with, uh, if not the brightest future, certainly one of the brightest futures in the National Football League. The Los Angeles Rams are a different story. Uh the, the Los Angeles Rams uh, coaching staff rolled the dice last year, and they gave away three number one draft choices to get Matthew Stafford to quarterback their team from the Detroit Lions. So they really, they more or less mortgaged their future to get the roster that they've got now. Then they made trades during the course of the year to bring in a wide receiver and a defensive end, and they gave more draft choices away. So they've done what... I watched uh, many, many, many years ago the New Orleans Saints do did when they got uh, uh, when when they traded away everybody, you know, for a running back out of Texas. And I watched the Washington Redskins many years ago do the same sort of thing. Well, the Los Angeles Rams are now in that position where they have pretty much bargained their future for the present, and here's their shot. It's hard to get to the Super Bowl, and this is their shot. So I would think a lot more pressure. All the Los Angeles Rams uh, this Sunday, then there will be the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati's sort of playing on borrowed money in the respect that nobody thought they would be here, nobody gave them a chance, and uh, yet here they are. So Cincinnati, Los Angeles, 5.30 on Sunday afternoon. I do wonder sometimes why they have the Super Bowl at 5.30 on Sunday afternoon. Uh, seems like a, a Saturday Super Bowl would give the entire nation uh, a weekend to uh, Really have a good time on Saturday night and uh, not have to get up so early on the next day and uh, truck off to work. But, uh, of course, that won't be the case. Uh, the Super Bowl will be at 530. All right. Uh, quick reminder again about baseball. We'll be scrimmaging on uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon. Normally they scrimmage at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I think that is the schedule for Saturday and Sunday. If uh, I'm not right about that, maybe Jody Lott uh, or somebody uh, can text me and correct me. But, uh Encourage you to go out and watch the Golden Eagles scrimmage. It's a really, really talented baseball team, and uh, we're very excited 
about what lies ahead for Southern Miss baseball. Women's basketball doing very well. Uh, even though they lost last night, the Lady Eagles still have a great opportunity uh, to make a lot of noise. Uh, they still have a great chance to win the Western Division of Conference USA, and I think when they get in the tournament, if uh, things bounce their way, no pun intended, and uh, things go well for the Lady Eagles, then they have a great opportunity as well uh, to make some noise, win the tournament. This seems to us to be an NCAA or certainly an NIT caliber basketball team, so there's a lot to look forward to the remainder of the year uh, with the Lady Eagles. Now, starting Monday, here's a programming note for you, starting Monday, and you'll, you'll find that if you're a Southern Miss baseball fan, that there is nowhere you can go that you're going to get more inside information about the Southern Miss baseball team, and that's because starting Monday and every Monday through the remainder of the year, head baseball coach Scott Berry will join us at 1 o'clock, stay with us uh, through the first half of the show every Monday afternoon, and uh, that starts this Monday when he's going to analyze, or we're going to ask him to analyze this team that he's putting on the field the upcoming season, the preparations that they have made up until this point. Now, he did warn us yesterday that he may not be uh, in a position to announce his starting rotation uh, for the weekend, but uh, he will have all sorts of information for us. And, uh, you know, you can't when you, get it, when you get it from the top, when you get it from the head man, there is no better analysis of Southern Miss baseball. And uh, so you can tune in every Monday starting next week through the remainder of the baseball season to hear it straight uh, from the coach's mouth. It'll be the first interview he does, uh, detailed interview he does, after each weekend series. It'll be right here on the Eagle Hour, and uh, we're grateful to Scott Berry for his uh, wonderful relationship with us, his entire coaching staff, and uh, we really do uh, look forward, uh, as everybody that listens to the show knows, we really do look forward to baseball season every year. We don't think this year – will be any exception. We we expect a stellar baseball program on the field uh, starting a week from today. Former baseball coach Corky Palmer has uh, had some health struggles, as most of you know, and we've been teaming up with Melissa Socher at Mississippi Made and More and Keith Co. to try and help Coach Palmer and his family. We're going to give the money to, to his family next uh, Friday, actually. We're going to check with Melissa next and see where we stand. You still have time to donate. She'll have all the details right after this. I want to thank Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net, for their support of the Eagle Hour. They're located on Hardy Street. They're right across the street from the Southern Miss Campus, and you can shop them seven days a week at campusbookmark.net. Guarantee you that they have some new baseball swag, and uh, if you want to get the best, that's where you'll go. Also, I want to remind you, you see the big game uh, Sunday afternoon right at 4th Street Bar and Grill. You can enjoy some delicious food. Get yourself a cold beer or whatever you prefer and uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the game. Uh, they'll have it on all the TVs, I'm quite sure, 
at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. And we uh, really do appreciate those guys and uh, all they do for Southern Miss Athletics. Still trying to uh, contact Melissa Socher. Hopefully, we'll be able to catch up with her and update you on the Corky Palmer raffle here in a few minutes. Michael Morgans is in the studio with me, our our producer, and of course the uh, host of our. Uh, morning shows here on Tuesday and Wednesday morning uh, in Hattiesburg. Michael is a Chicago Bear fan. Uh, I, you know, I I don't have a team anymore, Michael. That my team doesn't exist. I don't like it uh, so uh, I don't I, I don't have a horse in the race here, so to speak. But uh, you you followed the NFL for a long time. As as you look at this game, what are your thoughts about it? No, it's nice. It's different. I think yeah. that's the big thing is you actually have a, a different game, different teams. And it seems like a lot of people really rooting for Cincinnati mm-hmm. because it's been a while and Tom Brady's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why a lot of people are excited. So, and it, it seems like teams that you can get behind, even with the, the Rams. I know a lot of people just don't care about L.A., but the Rams seem like a team that most people can support no yeah. matter what outside of the, the evil empires that exist. All right, there are two storylines in here. I'm curious to know what you think is is the most riveting storyline. There's Joe Burrows, mm-hmm. a kid who comes out of LSU, blows his knee up. That ends a lot of people's yeah. careers. He comes back the next year and probably plays as well as anybody uh, in the league and leads his leads the Cincinnati Bengals. Who, who would have ever thought that? Mm-hmm. To the Super Bowl. So that's one great story. The other story is the kid out of Georgia, Matthew Stafford, really is always, I think everyone's always considered him to be an elite quarterback. Spent his entire career at the dreadful Detroit line. I think the only worst place you could play probably would be in Washington. And uh, he gets traded. And as I said in the previous segment, the, the Rams organization really mortgaged the future. Three first-round draft choices. I mean, they, they basically vacated their draft ability for three years to get Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford gets him to the Super Bowl, but which of the two do you think for the country is the most compelling story? Uh, yeah, I, I think they're both equally, uh, just because of the, the circumstances and the, the backgrounds, but it, it proves that we're in an age of professional football where it is the quarterback. We haven't wanted to all admit right, that, right. it seems yeah. like, for no, a long time. Right. Even with <laughs> Brady and all these, you know, even when Favre was at the top and everyone was he focused was on your play, favorites, wasn't you know, he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at, at that time, it was a lot of defense, though. Right. It was, defense wins right. the game, and you have a good quarterback who's going to get you through it, but ultimately it's going to be defense. It's where this is just a – the beginning of a story that focuses on that quarterback and it justifies those that have been using that argument. When you have stories like that, that these guys have taken these teams really out of nowhere, gotten them to this point when they weren't supposed to, uh, both stories are just fascinating. Yeah, it's hard to say one one would play out any any better than the other. Now, whoever wins the game, you might yeah. be able to. Yeah. But right now, I think they're both. You know, if you if you if you tend to pull for the underdog, though, and I, again, I don't. It doesn't really matter to me who wins the game. But in my heart, I I, I kind of think, boy, what a game this would be for Matthew Stafford. To win. Mm-hmm. Hang on one second, Michael. I think this is uh, live Hi, this radio. Is Melissa. Hey, Melissa's with us, Michael. Melissa Social. Melissa, how are you? I'm good. Melissa Socher, and we're glad to have her on the show. We're talking about the Super Bowl, Melissa. Before we get to uh, 
our raffle. Who do you like in the Super Bowl? Who do you think is going to win? Ooh, we're all about those Rams. <laughs> she likes the Rams. There you go. Yeah, my daughter yeah. does too, but because they're they wear blue and that's her favorite color. They do right have now, good so, looking yeah, uniforms. And that's what she <laughs> said. Out about that. We were watching the game and she loves Halloween. I thought she'd go for Cincinnati orange and black. It's like, nope, I like the blue team. And sure enough, mm-hmm. when we're watching that game, they won. Uh-huh. My wife and I, yeah, we, we picked San Francisco. Well, so. Melissa, they're not in it anymore, but my wife informed me that uh, Jimmy Galapado, Galapalo, who's the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, was clearly the best looking <laughs> football player in the NFL. So he's not... <laughs> So well, okay. Wait, well, you know, Bob, we all have our reasons. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right about that, Melissa. All right, so you're predicting the Rams. Yes. Michael? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Hmm. And that's my high school colors, by the way, too. That, Orange that's and one black. Reason. I know that's not the reason to pick a team. but Orange yeah. and black. Yep. Here's what I think, guys, is the key to the game. The Rams have a ferocious pass rush, and if – if they can't hold them off of Burroughs, I think the Rams win. If they do hold them off, I think it's today. And they're at home. Yeah, they're at so. home. All right, Melissa, we're always at home when you're on the show. And uh, a week from no. now, you're going to be uh, sharing some airtime with us. We're going to do a two-hour Eagle Hour from uh, from the Pete. I haven't talked to you about this yet, but we certainly want you to come do part of that with us. And uh, you were so gracious in inviting us to be part of this effort to raise money for Coach Corky Palmer. And we've got one week to go before the opening. Where do we stand right now, Melissa? We have tipped just over $22,000. You know, just a few months of um, all of the wonderful people that have come forth. And everybody has just really hustled on this fundraiser. And I'm just completely blown away and overwhelmed. $22,000. That's just, that's, that's wonderful news. Now, how will, there's still time though, right? People, right. We're going to take, you're going to take donations um, right up to the game, aren't you? Right. And we'll actually, um, Barbara, uh, Taylor Gandy and I, um, and you know, y'all will be set up. We're, we're going to have a table set up at the, um, three game series against, uh, Northern Alabama next weekend for the opening, um, of uh, college baseball at the Pete. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a table set up for the 4 o'clock game on Friday. Mm-hmm. The 1 or 2 o'clock game Saturday. All right, 2 o'clock, I think. 2 o'clock and then 1 o'clock game Sunday. Okay. So, so we'll, we'll have that table set up all the way through Sunday and then announce the winners probably Sunday afternoon. Well, that was my question. I, I know there are a slew of different really nice things people can win. When will you... When will the names be drawn, the tickets be drawn to announce who won the uh, prizes? We'll do that Sunday afternoon, um, probably just as the, uh, the that last game series is ending at the Pete. Mm-hmm. And um, then you can probably, you know, if you're present, you can come by the table and get your prize. If you're not present, you can come by oh, Mississippi okay. Maiden more next week and pick it up. Okay. Which would also be convenient to get your Valentine's while you're at the store on Monday. Yeah, you know there are a lot of things that Mississippi made and more could make your Valentine pretty happy. I don't. I, yeah. I'm gonna try not to bring my wife in there because it costs me money every time I bring her in the store, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know this this coming Monday, all the way through Monday, we've got chocolate covered strawberry assortments, we've got cake ball assortments, all the local made candies, roses, uh, mixed arrangement flowers, gifts. 
um, you know, for men and women. So we, we've got everything. If you wanted to, you know, stop by Valentine's Day and you can still buy a ticket, you know, anytime this week, make a donation to the fundraiser. So, you know, just a one, one shop stop. There you go. Yeah, I have to tell you, my daughter-in-law and son just built a beautiful house in St. Augustine, Florida. And, uh, uh, and, uh, Got all new furniture and what have you, and on her on her couch are pillows from Mississippi made and more that an artist on the Gulf Coast uh, stitched crab uh, images of crab. You you know what I'm talking yes. about. That's just an yeah. example of the of the many many things that you have in your store that people from Mississippi make. That's right, and that makes them think of home and family. Right. That's right. That's and my, may I say, Melissa, this is Michael Mergens. My wife had a gift basket made for my mom for Christmas. My mom was in Illinois. And some great Mississippi stuff in there. My mother has yet to open the basket. She doesn't want to because it's so beautiful. It's so all the, yeah, there's, there's you know, uh, peanuts and all this stuff in there. And we're like, you have to open it. It's like, I just, I can't. I, I have to, to leave it because they did such a great job there on you it. Go. Okay, well, let's we'll open it and we'll be happy to make her another one. That's, That's a great, great idea. Go. All right, well, it's about 30 seconds left in the segment. Tell people where they can still buy tickets for this uh, Corky Palmer raffle. Sure. So you can stop by Mississippi Made and More on Hardy Street behind Chester Fields beside FedEx. Buy a ticket for $20, make a donation, or go to galabid.com. Keyword Corky Palmer. Make a donation or buy a ticket there. Also, the front porch. Um, Buffet Restaurant is selling tickets. Century One Credit Union is selling tickets. Or you can go to any, the first um, bank, any of those locations, and they'll be glad to sell you a ticket, or you can make a donation there. Also, Coach Barry and the baseball department over at UPM. If you want to get with any of those guys, they're also selling tickets. All right, Melissa, we look forward to seeing you next Friday. Thank you so much. Okay. We're excited about baseball season. There we go. Melissa Socher, everybody. Mississippi Bay and more. Hey, well, we want to send somebody baseball next weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday tickets, two Eagle Hour t-shirts. Call us at 601-264-8910. That's the studio number, Michael. 264-8910 as the phone already starts to ring. And uh, we've got weekend tickets to baseball. Eagle Hour t-shirts. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back. We get ready to wrap up another week of the Eagle Hour from the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. We've got a winner for our tickets, so uh, you can uh, stop calling. We'll do it again. Uh, we'll do it again Monday. Uh, no shortage of people wanting tickets, Michael. No. We figured out that our uh, new ceasefire service, uh, we hear the <laughs> number of people yeah, dialing in. Never used to do that before. Yes, that's exactly right. But we do have a winner, and his name is Tony Helton. He's from Sandersville, Mississippi. He's on the telephone with us right now. He was driving down the road uh, listening to the Eagle Hour when he uh, won. Tony, how are you? Doing good. You must be a Southern Miss fan. I am. There you long go. Time, a long-time Southern Miss fan. I got you. You're in Sandersville. What do you do up there, Tony? Well, I'm a retired postmaster. Oh, okay. Well, good for you. Yeah. Well, you got plenty of time to go to the baseball games next weekend. That's right. <laughs> All right. I hope you got somebody you can take with you. Here's what we got for you. 
We're going to give you two tickets to the weekend series, Friday afternoon, Saturday, and Sunday. We're going to give you a couple brand-new Eagle Hour T-shirts uh, for you. Hopefully, you'll wear it to the game. And, uh, man, we're glad you listened to the Eagle Hour. We really appreciate that. I listen every day. Well, good. Michael Mergens is here with me, Tony. Well, while we got you here, we're going we're going to test your knowledge here a little. Well, knowledge no. uh, we don't have any knowledge here, Tony. But uh, <laughs> we're going. We've been talking about the Super Bowl. Michael's predicting uh, the Rams. No, uh, not Cincinnati. Michael. Michael's predicting Cincinnati. I'm kind of neutral. I, I don't really know which way it goes, but I tend to think maybe the Rams are going to win the game. What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I'm for the Bengals. The Bengals. Uh, I think the whole country's for the Bengals, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like their quarterback, and they had they hadn't won it in a pretty good while, so I'm kind of rooting for the Bengals. Good. Well, I, I can understand that. Now, let me turn your attention real quick to baseball. Are you looking for another great year of Southern Miss baseball? Yes, sir. I am. It's our it's our it's our diamond program, is it not, Tony? Correct. I'm 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 going to bring my grandson. Well, that's awesome. That, that's, he's a, he's a, he's all about baseball, and and I'm going to bring him with me. All right. Well, that's great. We're we're really glad, man. We appreciate you listening to the show every day. Uh, I'll call you back when we get off the air and give you our exact location and uh, let you know the hours our studio is here. Uh, you said you were on your way here now to Hattiesburg. Is that right? Yes, sir. Well, if you have time, maybe you can swing by here this afternoon and get your stuff. But one way or another, we'll get it to you. And again, I want to thank you for listening to the show and I want to thank you for calling in. Congratulations. Hope we see you at the Pete this weekend. I'll be there. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Tony Helton, everybody, the former postmaster, Michael Murgers. They listen from everywhere, don't they? Yeah, they they do. Yeah, that's right. All right, Michael. Thank you for sitting in. Thank you. That wraps up the Eagle Hour this week. Uh, We'll have Scott Berry starts uh, Monday. He'll join us every Monday, give you the best inside information you're going to get on Golden Eagle Baseball. We love Coach Berry. Look forward to having him back on the show. Remember, you can still buy those raffle tickets for the Corky Palmer raffle. What a fantastic cause. $22,000 so far. We could add a couple more grand between now and next week. And uh, please check that out. And if you can, buy a raffle ticket or two. And let's all tell Coach Palmer just how much we love him. We'll be back Monday at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.